Joshua chapter 24. We're going to start in verse 14, but if you go back and read the first part of this chapter up to verse 14, you'll see that this is actually the Word of God speaking through Joshua. In verse 2 it says in the Word of the Lord, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel is what He says. So He's speaking to the Israelites and He's he's pretty much reminding them that here is all the things I've done for you. Here's all the ways that I've shown you to be a real God. All the ways I've shown you to be one that cares about you. One that wants to have an active part in your life. And all I want you to do is serve me. So let's pick up in verse 14. This is where Joshua starts speaking his own words. He says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood, and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, that sounds crazy, don't it? Choose you this day whom you will serve. He's drawing a line in the sand. He said, look, from this point forward, you need to decide who are you going to serve. You're going to serve yourself. You're going to serve some other God? What are you going to do? Choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, A lot of you fathers need to listen today. You see, it's your duty. I didn't say it was your right. I said it was your duty to bring your family into the house of God. Joshua said, see, he he didn't give his kids an option. He didn't say, kids, do you feel like serving God? No. He said, as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. He made a choice for His family, right? But today, people want to say, Little Johnny, do you feel like going to church today? Oh, I'm sorry, you don't feel good. Well, you can stay home. You you got other things to do? Well, that's all right. You know, There will be time for you to go to church later. No, you need to decide. As the mother and, and father... You know, some families don't have a father. I understand that. And that woman has to step up and take the position that should belong to her husband and say, no, we're going to church. I didn't come to beat you all up today. I come to encourage you and set you straight. I want you to understand what this Word says. I want you to know that this is an admonition of God. He says, serve me. Look what I've done for you. How many of y'all here today can raise your hand and say that God has ever done something for you? I better see every hand in the building. There ain't nobody here today that can't say God's never done nothing for me. 
If you're a child of His especially, He did something for you. That's what this day is all about. When He overcame death, hell, and the grave, and He rose again, He paid a price for you that nobody else wouldn't dare to pay if they could. You understand that? He paid a price that nobody else wanted to pay. For you. He's done something for you. He deserves you to serve Him. i got a couple other verses I want to share with you today. Y'all, this is in my heart now. See, I titled this message, Serving Everything and Everyone Except God. That's what the Israelites were doing here. You see, they had a free ride. I want you to think about that. You go back and read the first part of chapter 24. God tells him, look, I gave you a land that you didn't work for. I gave you cities that you didn't build. I sent hornets after one group of people and drove them out before you even got there. I gave you vineyards that you didn't plant. And you want to serve somebody else? It's a slap in the face. And you think, well, that don't apply to me today. God never gave me a city. I guarantee you God gave you more than a city. God gave you a Redeemer. God gave you His own Son. What does John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever should believe on Him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's a little more important than a city, ain't it? A little more important than a vineyard. And you think the Israelites are the chosen people, right? And maybe He cares a little more about them. I'm here to tell you today, He did that for all of the world. He cares about you just as much. You owe Him just as much. We owe Him everything. Y'all, I don't even have to get past that. But I could stand here all day telling you about things God has done for me. And what have I done for Him? You see, I have to stop and look at myself all the time. And say, Kevin, what are you doing for God? Kevin, are you doing what you should be doing? Are you living up to the potential, the gifts that God's given you, the blessings? Are you using that to the fullest to serve Him? You know how many times I come up short and say no? So I want all of y'all to look at yourself today. I want you to think, am I using what God has given me? The the blessings. Look, man, I look at most of the people here that I know and count as close friends, and I can tell you you're blessed beyond measure. What are you doing with that? Y'all, I've never been what I consider wealthy in material things. I'm probably, I'm doing better now than I ever have in my entire life. But you know why? Because I I give it to God. I give it to Him. God, it's yours. What do you want me to do here? Take it. You know, He could take all of it from me tomorrow and I would still serve Him. You know, the Word says, though He slay me, yet will I serve Him. Right? Yet will I praise Him. 
Because He's still worthy of praise. He still needs, needs my praise because of what He's already done. I don't have to worry about what is He going to do. See, that's our mentality today. We start to look, well, what are you going to do for me? Right? You go to make a deal with somebody or somebody comes up and says, hey, I need a favor. And you say, well, what, you, what are you going to do for me? And some of, sometimes that's, you're joking. You're not really serious. But that's kind of the mentality of the world today is all of that's fine and dandy, but what am I going to get out of the deal? See, God's already given you something up front. He's already redeemed you. He's purchased you. He bought you with a price nobody else could pay. See, it wasn't just enough. It wasn't just enough. It's covered. From here on, you're covered. Covered by the blood. See, He didn't just redeem you and then get you out of prison and then leave you to your own devices. He provided a way for you to have eternal security. Eternal security. That's a large payment. It's a large payment. So what do I owe Him? More than I could ever repay. So does that mean I just don't try? You know, that, that's some people's mentalities when they have debt. Oh, that, I can never repay that. I'll just file bankruptcy. Seven years, they'll forget about it, right? That's more than I can ever pay. There's no point in me trying. That's not the way it is with God. Look, He's not going to forget your debt. You owe Him. You owe Him to serve Him. And you know that, that almost sounds like a negative thing, but I want you to understand that there are blessings in serving God. There is, there's privileges and benefits to serving God. See, God doesn't demand something of you and never return it. God doesn't take from you and not repay. That's not how He is. See, He has every right to. He has every right to say, give me, give me, give me, because I've already gave. That's not how God is. Oh, He'll repay it. Oh, you won't leave lacking, I promise you. When you give something to Him, you may say, well, I don't have anything to give. Give your time. Everybody's got some time they can find somewhere. And you see if you don't see blessings of God come from it. You do it as you do it unto God, right? You begin to serve Him in, in spirit and truth. And you say, Father, I don't know what You want me to do. I don't know how to do much. But whatever You want me to do, here I am. Send me. Being a willing vessel. That's what we need to be. John 15 and 13 says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. That's what Jesus did. There's no greater love. It doesn't get any better than that. And He did that for us. I was praying last night. And as I often do, I pray and I say, God, what do you want me to tell them? What do you want me to say? 
And you know, I ain't going to stand here and lie and say it was an audible voice just filled the room and I fell on the floor and, and couldn't look up. It wasn't nothing like that. But God began to speak in my spirit. And you know, over the past few months, we've heard, we've heard several messages from God and He's, He's told us, you know, my people, I love you. And He told me those same things. And then He said, serve me. Just like that. Serve me. Like He was pleading with our hearts. Pleading with us, serve me. I, I love you so much. Just serve me. That's what He wants us to do. He doesn't want lip service. He doesn't want us to come to His house and say, I did my duty for the week, now I'm going home. He wants us to serve Him. And you know what that takes? It takes a change of your attitude. It takes a change in your heart to say, God, I know I've got a whole lot of things going on in my life and I want to serve You no matter what. Sometimes it means you've got to set things aside. Sometimes it means you've got to say, you know what, this this is important, but it's not more important than my Master. It's not more important than my Savior. It's not more important than the debt I owe to Him for what He's done. So I'm going to serve Him. See, He's pleading with us. This ain't Kevin Alfred standing here telling you today, trying to make you feel guilty that you need to do something different. This is God telling you, I love you. Serve me. He desires you to come to Him and and say, God, what do you want me to do? There's times that I'll be doing something, working around the house or whatever, and my kids will be coming up to me, Daddy, can I help? And at first, I'm like, Just leave me alone, let me finish. Daddy, can I help? I want to do something, Daddy. You know before it's over with, I can't help but let them help me. I I just can't turn. I can't do it. I can't keep turning them away. I can't just overlook their desire to be with me. See, that's what they really want. They just want to be doing what I'm doing. They want to be with me and do something with me. And, And they can say then later on, Daddy, remember when we did that? And it can be the smallest thing sometimes. Stuff that's so inconsequential. I, I, I done forgot about it. My son will say, Daddy, remember when we went and trimmed the bushes? I mean, just something just silly. But he remembers it. Because he worked with me. You see, that's how our relationship with God should be. When we go to Him and say, Father, I want to do something. I want to serve You. Let me help You. Let me do it. You know, there's times that He will not answer you right then. I remember. I remember. Now sometimes I wish God would kind of ease up and not keep giving me more to do, you know. But I remember starting out, I'd say, God, I just want to be used. I want to do something for You. And it just seemed like time would go by. and It's like, come on, God, I'm asking. What do you want me to do? Here I am. You know, I remember what Isaiah said. Here I am, send me. Remember that, God? And it seemed like He would just kind of put me off. You see, God was testing me. 
He was, he was instilling something in my mind, a desire for Him. David said over in Psalms 27, there's one thing I've desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. See, that's where our heart needs to be. That's the mentality we need to have. We need to find something we desire from, the, from God and seek after it. And that's not just asking for stuff. That's asking to help Him, asking to serve Him. Find something I can do. God, I want to further Your kingdom. You see, my desire in my heart should be reaching somebody for God. Bringing somebody out of the depths of hell into His kingdom. That ought to be where our heart is as Christians. Reaching somebody and saving them. We shouldn't desire to see anybody fall away. But you know what you're doing when you say, I don't have time for that right now? You're saying, what I'm doing is more important than those people's lives. What I'm doing is more important than reaching somebody and letting them come to heaven instead of going to hell. It's hard to argue with that when you put it on those terms, isn't it? It's hard to look at that and say, you know what, I need, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. But I guarantee you there's some of you here today that will leave this place nothing changed. The Holy Spirit's dealing with you right now. I know He's here. I feel His presence. He's talking to you in your heart right now. You feel a little tugging, a little, little nudging. He's telling you you need to set things straight in your life. You see, we all have important things. Y'all think I couldn't come up with something to do today if I didn't want to be here? Oh, I could come up with something to do. If I didn't want to be here, if I didn't want to serve God, I could find something to occupy my time with. I just didn't feel good. Man, I just I had so much going on. I had to go over here and do this, had to do that, just, just didn't have time. Right? You can make time for whatever it is you need to do, right? Whatever is number one priority, you will make a way to get that done. I want to remind you today who your number one priority ought to be. It's not me. It's not this church. It's not the people of this church. It's God and His will. I want to share another scripture with you from 2 Timothy. It'll be just a little bit, buddy. 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1. This know also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Now I want you all to listen to these characteristics I'm about to read and see if this doesn't, how this doesn't compare to what the world state is today. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, 
Disobedient to parents. Man, I see that all over the place. Unthankful. Unholy. Without natural affection. Truce breakers. False accusers. Incontinent. Fierce. Despisers of those that are good. Don't we see that? Don't we see people hating those that are good? It goes against everything they know to be true. Traitors. Heady. High-minded. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, they look godly, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Don't have part with them. Put them out is what it's saying. Turn away from them. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Pleasure seekers. Look, hey, it, there ain't nothing wrong with wanting to go have fun, right? John Angerstein's been trying to get me to go to the lake for, I don't know, this whole week just about. Come on, man, let's go to the lake. There ain't nothing wrong with going to the lake. There ain't nothing wrong with, with even going and, and spending money and time to do things to have fun with your family. There's nothing wrong with it. But... Are you loving that pleasure more than you love God? How hard would it be for somebody to convince you to go to the lake instead of coming to church? How hard would it be for somebody to say, Hey man, let's, let's, go, let's go do this. You can go to church next week. Ouch. Kind of quiet in here all of a sudden. And look, I ain't even going to tell you that it's not okay to miss church sometimes to do stuff. You know, people have to take vacation. Okay, if you're alright with it, then, you know, you're the one that's got to answer for that, not me. But where is your priority? Who are you loving? What are you loving? Are you seeking after God? Are you putting Him first in your life? Or are you saying, eh... God, I'll serve you as long as it's convenient. God, I don't mind doing that, but if it interferes with what I've got going on with my family, I'll have to do that later on. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands if that applies to you. I'm not trying to embarrass nobody. You know in your heart if that's you or not. See, this word is truth. He said, in the last days, perilous times will come. Look, I don't want to be one of those that's found loving things of this world more than the things of God. I don't want to be found... You know, you remember that Scripture where they cry out, Lord, Lord, and He says, Depart from Me, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. And they say, but God... Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we do all these things? And he's going to say, never knew you. So where is your heart today? Where is your focus? Y'all, look, I understand. It's hard to keep God first in everything. It's a challenge. You know, if it was easy, everybody could do it, right? 
If it was easy, He wouldn't have to have Scripture telling us that we should because it'd be natural. It'd just happen. That's not the way it is. It's work to make the flesh submit to the Spirit. It's work to keep your flesh in check so that the Spirit man can rule 